Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females. Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best you take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it down. Every week, we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know. And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello, welcome back. Episode number three, Jim, we made it. Number three. I feel like there's a song that's got number three in. There's lots of songs with number three. Give me one. Three is a magic number. Good one. <laughs> good, very, very good choice. Any more? No, I'm done. I'm out. On three. Easy as one, two, three. Also, I just had to take my lid off my drink because I was terrified, last, particularly last week, that people would hear me sipping my drink. And then we've just got a Costa coffee and you know, it makes that little popping noise. when you. No. <laughs> oh, I hope people can't hear that. It's going through me. Well, I'm doing it with my mouth, not with my Costa coffee cup. Only because, so Phil had a golf lesson that I messed up for him this week. No, what happened was Phil didn't have a golf lesson because Jen messed it up this week. Because I didn't realise my car was due, well, our car now was due an MOT. Mm. And he literally spent the whole of Monday night doing that and pretending he was hitting a golf ball. Pretending I was a pro golfer, despite... And just going... Holy one. <laughs> I can't even make the noise. I've not even had a golf lesson yet and I've already started. I'm really good at it. <laughs> so irritating. Anyway, episode three. We Talking. made it so far. So far. And you've not even heard any of these yet. No. Pre-recorded three episodes, haven't we? Just so you can just like go at them. Yeah, so you can go nuts. That means you're on your third walk of the week. So hopefully it's Wednesday if you listen to this like Unless... in line with when we released it. Unless you've binged them. Can you imagine if people binged us? Gone on like a three hour walk. <laughs> Got lost. <laughs> we did that once. I mean, the thing is, you're saying this like people are only going to start listening from Monday. Like, people might be listening in like two years' time. That's true. When there's 104 episodes. That means that we're in the future. No, we're not right now, Jen. We're, we're in the present. You can only ever be in the present. I know, but in their minds. Mm. You, you do know that like, every day when you like create a post where you're talking or you talk on your story the same thing happens. Like, someone listens in the future. Like, no one's watching you live. I feel like this is messing with my mind. Anyway, today, we mind are... blown. <laughs> we are talking about staying on track to lose body fat over winter. This is such a big one. So many people. And we are going to run through why, and we're obviously going to provide you with some solutions, but I'm sure if you're listening to this now, you look on, do you know what, that's me. Like... Yeah. No matter what's going on, it's another reason to fall off track, isn't it? Is, it is a big one. And it, I think the thing is, it's just easy over winter for kind of habits that you put in place to kind of let those slide because, well, we're going to be talking through it, aren't we? But this is definitely one that we've kind of has cropped up in conversations with clients recently. So we know that there's a lot of people out there feeling it. We feel it. That It's just that kind of shift. It, it, it is harder. That mm. As simple as that, it's harder to stay on track and keep moving towards those goals and losing that body fat all over winter. It just is. But um, that does not justify you not staying on track. No. And that's the big point we want to make today, that there are reasons why 
and I know Jen's spoken about this on social media before and I have that there always will be a reason mm-hmm. like there's always going to be a reason to either not start not carry on not achieve your goals so true and your job isn't to listen to that reason it's to just carry on going it's to regardless. go that's the reason yeah where's my solution yeah where's my solution hit me with my solution it? so I can keep going but the good news is throughout this podcast we're going to provide you with the solutions so you don't need to think about them so you went proper like TV presenter then throughout this podcast we're going to provide you with a solution American TV presenter as well yeah brilliant no Am like I- not even TV presenter advert Oh. American advert do you know what you see on the shopping channels yeah yeah that's where you went if this don't work out I'll just get a job on yeah advert do you reckon there's a lot of money in that hi I'm Phil <laughs> <laughs> and here's our podcast about winner that's what would have happened if we'd have got someone else to do the voiceover for us. Like <laughs> loads of people get people to do I'll the voiceovers for podcasts, don't they? I'll do it in an American accent. Go on then. Hi, we're Lift, Learn and Burn. And we're here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I'm giggling. Now right. do it in an American accent. Oh, go away, that was good. Was it? No. Right, number one reason why you don't stay on track or why you struggle to stay on track with losing body fat over winter and I'm sure everybody has... I'm going to say this now, everyone's going to get me. And it is 100% food cravings. Oh, the comfort food. That feel good. Warming. Just like, just loads of comfort food. Yeah. And do you know what? I think a lot of people have started feeling it this year already. And I know we have, where it gets to that like, really cold night. And you're like, oh, mm. I just want a, just want a hot pot. Something stodgy and warm. Yeah, I just want loads of it as well. Like, and I yeah. don't want to ever stop eating it. And you know, you kind of, you almost finish the plate and go, I want 25 more of that. I just want to carry on eating. Hot drinks as well. Big one. Yeah, particularly like Hot the chocolate. festive drinks. Oh, the ones with like the, the whipped cream on top, then there's a flake, then there's sprinkles, then yeah. there's almost like another hot chocolate uh, on top of that, then more cream. Or like, I don't like them, but I know people rave on about the pumpkin spice lattes. PSL. Hashtag PSL. <laughs> See that all over Instagram. Yeah, so... Didn't it, know what it meant at first. But it's, it's very much like situational food as well. So like the stuff that only pops up around this time of mm. year... That um, almost like you want to make the most of it because it's only around for like winter. (laughs) Like you don't have a pumpkin spice latte for 10 to 11 months. You don't think about it once. Then as soon as it hits Christmas, you're like, oh, it's my favourite drink. (laughs) You've not thought about it for 10 months. It isn't your favourite drink. But um, one of the big things we want to talk about is cravings, both in general and at Christmas or at winter, should I say. And one of the best ways that you can overcome this, and this probably isn't going to be a solution that you're expecting, is to feed that craving. 100%. Because the reason that you have a craving in the first place is because you have told yourself you're not going to have it or because you've told yourself you're not going to have it in the house or you're going to restrict yourself mm-hmm. to only having it once. So you'll say like, right, I know if I have a pumpkin, uh, not pumpkin spice latte, because that's something you go out and get, but I'm, I'm not going to have a hot pot this year because it's really high in calories. I'm just not going to have it and I'm just going to stay on track with it. Give it two, three days and all you have thought about for two, three days is hot pot. It's actually a part of your brain, isn't it, that activates you? I don't want to say it because I'll mess it up. Reticular activation system. Thank you. Is that is that that's what I was gonna say? But I thought I was gonna mess it up because I thought like you told me that I'd said it wrong once. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So it's part of your brain, brain that triggers, and the best way I always think about it is think of if you're looking. If we're doing this recently, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about getting a, a new car, um, so you decide what car you want, and then all you can see on the road is that car. It triggers a part of your brain so that it's more noticeable more at the front of your mind so then you think about it more Mm -hmm. um and it's the same when it goes for food if you say 
oh, I'm not going to have that. That's all you can think about. So that actually le- very often leads to the binge eating. So one of the things that we always say to clients is if you've got a craving, feed that craving because otherwise it's going to get out of hand. But work in ways you can include it within your goals. A little test I like to do for that reticular activation system as well is don't think of penguins. <laughs> Everyone, everyone. What are you thinking, thinking about now? Everyone's thinking of penguins. I'm staring at the microphone like I can see you. <laughs> You're thinking of penguins because we've just said penguins. And it's on your mind now and you can't stop thinking of penguins because I've said penguins. Yeah. It's just because I've said it. That's all that you need mm-hmm. in order to stop, not stop thinking about penguins. Yeah. But we mentioned before about some foods and some drinks and pumpkin spice lattes and hot chocolates and things that are really high in calories that you're probably going to be craving more. And as mm-hmm. we've mentioned, feed it. However, there are some kind of more shall we say, I don't use the word healthier or better or good or anything like that, but just lower, lower calorie, calorie options. Mm-hmm. All they are. They're no better, they're no worse, they're just lower calorie. And and that's what we're all about. Yes. Including the things that you want, but finding the lower calorie version so that you can still have it, but it fits into your goals. Yeah, and I'll let Jen kind of go on to the next one because I know that she loves this one and low has it all the year round. calorie, hot chocolate. Yeah, for me, it's a big one. Like It helps me in terms of um, when I want that sw- something sweet after my tea. I tend to go for the hot chocolate because it's like 40 calories plus a bit of milk. Um, but um, with, especially with the hot options, hot chocolate one, um, it's not, like usually I used to have them made with milk, which is what you tend to get when you go to like Starbucks and whatever. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, when you mix it with water and it doesn't taste awful. It tastes really nice. Like very often the water ones. I thought that was going to be a selling point then. It doesn't taste awful. No, no, no. <laughs> it's really, really good. And also, I really rate the Galaxy Light as well. Um, so them, even with a few little mini marshmallows on top, because mm. they're very low in calories, is a really, really good one for hitting the chocolate cravings and also getting you that warm, warming feeling. And same goes for like um, the um, cough, like specialist coffees, like just maybe looking at doing some swaps with like the size that you get or the milk that you have. So like having like um skimmed milk or um almond milk is one of the lower ones isn't it mm-hmm. oat um, milk is one of the highest oat milk do not go for oat milk if you're looking to make lower calories i think a lot of people think that as a milk alternative oat milk is a good one but it's very high in calories it's actually higher than full fat milk isn't it yeah it's ridiculously high it tastes great it, i would imagine it does yeah we were having a conversation with someone about it the other day and she mm. was like yeah but it just tastes so creamy mm. and that's fine if you work it in your goals go yeah. for it Absolutely. And then there's other things as well that we tend to crave around. Um, as we've spoken about, it's like that stodgy meal where it's just like a lot of it. And it's things like shepherd's pies, casseroles, slow cooked meals, roasts, things that you can actually change in order to make sure they are low calories. So if you're going to have something like this, it's not about not having it. As we've mentioned, it's feeding that craving and eating it, but it's create or putting the meal together so that it is going to make you feel full at the end of it. Yeah. And one of the best ways you can do it is by prioritising the protein and the vegetables. Which is why things like shepherd's pie and casseroles are really good because it's full of protein and veg. Yeah, like a casserole. If you have a load of protein, a load of vegetables, and you create a real stodgy casserole in the oven, it's probably going to be pretty low calorie dependent Mm -hmm. on the portion size that you have. And that's going to be the big thing. You can create like four, five, six meals with a casserole, which makes it easier to kind of reduce your calorie intake. Uh, sorry, to increase your calorie intake because you're making loads of it. So maybe it's a case of just making a casserole that's going to suit one meal. 
rather yeah. than making a pot that's going to feed the whole street. Yeah, just so, don't, just like, uh, just a tip on roast, if you're going to make a roast, like, be careful with the oil. Yeah. Because <laughs> what people tend to do is make roast potatoes and absolutely drain them in oil, which tastes sensational, but it does wrap calories up massively. Mm-hmm. And then when you're logging it, if you are using MyFitnessPal and tracking your calories, it's like, right, well, I had roast potatoes, but they don't count the calories from the oil. So it's like, oh, yeah, there was only like 150 calories worth of potatoes, but there's probably 400 calories worth of oil that you didn't yes. account for. And we will do a podcast in the future about accuracy and tracking and stuff like that. But for now, the important thing is that you just know that if you are going to have something like this, it's going to be higher in calories. Yeah, so just try and make the swaps. It. Yeah, try and make the swaps to just keep it within your goals. So feeding it, but keeping it in your goals. Absolutely. Um, the next one that we think is probably one of the ones that most people find most difficult is kind of darker nights, darker mornings. It definitely makes it harder to get out of bed and it definitely makes you... M- less desirable to get out and move mm-hmm. i think autumn's really quite nice like this time of day like clocks have just gone back it's it's gone lighter again in the mornings so when it's nice and it's my favorite weather when it's like this like really clear cold crisp just wrap up nice and warm and get out there but as we get further into winter and it gets darker and darker it is definitely more difficult to get out there so i think really what is going to be important here is two things so i think in terms of the darker mornings if you're someone who gets up and goes for a walk early morning or late in the evening when it's now going dark and you don't feel comfortable maybe find yourself a walking partner mm-hmm. so um drag either, your partner into i was it. gonna say get your other half on board mm-hmm. just explain to them why it's important to you and how you don't want to let this habit slide and you could really do with the company it's really nice that we really enjoy going on walks don't we because you kind of have that time to just chat you tend to be more away from technology than ever before as well because you're out and you're generally just kind of enjoying each other's company you're enjoying the surrounding areas and it might sound a little bit cheesy and boring but you generally will enjoy it especially when you actually get into it and it becomes a habit it becomes a routine you start to enjoy it more and more you build it into your mornings you build it into your evenings it becomes a part of your life it's something that you just do rather than it being a case of I have to go and get a walk and And if you explain how important it is for you Mm. to be doing that to your behalf, then hopefully they will understand that and support you with that. Um, I think if if you've not got someone to go with, making a connection with a friend that's close by that you can kind of agree a certain time every day that you're going to go for a walk. I know one of our clients meets up with a mum every morning and goes for a walk with a mum, which I think is really nice. Keeps um, the family close as well, because it's so yeah. easy to fall out of touch with your family and stuff sometimes. So it's nice when you've got that easy access way in to just go for and a right walk. And right now we are still, even in tier three, you are still allowed to... I'm not sure anymore. I don't I think that. you're allowed to no idea. be outside with people as long as you're socially distanced. So. I, I honestly cannot remember whether you're allowed, <laughs> what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. I could be giving out information now that's against the law and I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, who knows? One yeah. of the best <clears throat> things that Jen's taught me about getting up in the morning, and I know everybody's going to associate with this one, because when you wake up in the morning, you have that little argument with yourself. No, oh, yeah. So I'm tired, I'm tired, I don't want to get up out of bed, I'm really tired, oh, I've had a really bad night's sleep, I don't want to do today, I just want to turn over, I'm going to snooze my alarm, I'm going to go back morning. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but... The best thing that Jen taught me about this is something called the five second rule. And it is very, very simple to implement. And when you start doing it, you'll notice the difference. And all you do is, as you wake up, you tell yourself that you're going to count down from five to one. And as soon as you hit one, you're going to get up. You're literally going to get up. And that's, you don't have an argument with yourself. And you almost remove the opportunity to have an argument. Because 
you're counting down from five instead. So rather than being able to lie there going, right, I really don't want to get up, you're going five, four, three, two, one. You get up at one and then you get on with your day. Yeah, it's something that I read in a book called Chimp Paradox. And I know there is a book that I really want to read called Five Second Reel, which is purely based around this. Um, so that one's on my list to read. Mm-hmm. So I'll get back to people on that one when I have read it. Um, but the idea is that basically your brain will think whatever you tell it to think so if you wake up and go i'm tired that's what your brain thinks and then it will feed into that and go oh well i can't get out of bed because it's comfy here and i'm tired so i need to just have a snooze whereas if you literally just the first thing you think is right just gonna count down you are not giving your brain chance to convince you that you're too tired to get out of bed and that it's too cold you literally wake up and you just go five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. And honestly, it does work and it takes some time and discipline and training, but genuinely really works. Can I be honest? I, for me, it didn't at first. I literally just worked from the word go. I'm not going to lie. Did it? Yeah, like from the first morning I did You're it. You're very good at just like getting up though, and I'm not. <laughs> yes, I probably didn't need it. I probably just did it anyway. But no, that genuinely from day one, like this, I very rarely say this about anything, but from day one it worked. I counted down from five to one, I got up, and I've used it ever since, and I've never struggled with it. I've never lay there for any longer than that and i think seconds. the key is you not letting yourself have your that argument with yourself don't mm. don't let that happen literally just go straight for the five four three two one and it will hopefully work yeah <laughs> and for those of you that are interested we can because we we do want to make sure that these podcasts are as well as providing solutions they are informative as well so we do want to talk about why it happens and the changes within your body, but we don't necessarily want to go over the top and too deep because we know some people will love it and some people it will just bore them to tears. Mm-hmm. So there is a hormonal change within your body as to why this happens. So it's not just that you have a darker morning and therefore you feel tired. Yeah. There is something that, in well, throughout the whole year, you have a hormone called melatonin in the body. And in summer, it's a lot easier to manage because... Um, it generally, oh sorry, not in summer, in the evenings, it's a lot easier to manage because it's darker. So therefore, you're probably going to have a better night's sleep because that melatonin level will decrease as you hit that point. So therefore, because there is a darker day and it's starting to increase throughout the day, you're going to feel tired throughout the day rather than just at night. So in the morning, you will wake up naturally more tired because it's darker when you're waking up. In the evening, you're likely to feel tired quicker because it's darker a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. So you're basically spending more time of the day with an increased melatonin level. So it just makes you feel really sleepy. So it just makes you feel tired, yeah. Which is another really good reason um, and something that I read in um, a book in terms of getting that melatonin level to decrease in a morning. A really good way of doing that is going out for a walk and looking at like the blue sky Mm -hmm. because it's that blue light that triggers the... Um, it decreases the levels yeah. of melatonin so looking at the blue sky in the morning helps you to wake up and makes you feel fresher um, so yeah there's a reason why you're feeling a bit more tired all the time and it's those changes mm-hmm. that are going on in your body and that's a really good way of doing it as well to get out and looking at the blue sky mm-hmm. like um, and the other biggie that happens in winter unfortunately especially in England is the weather yeah and we're quite blunt on this one aren't we I, honestly I genuinely 
do not allow clients to check in and tell me they didn't go for a walk because it rained. Because it was a bit <laughs> You're cold. in England, it always rains. And you might not be in England, so lucky you yeah. if you've got sun all the time. But if you are in England, you're going to spend half of the year dealing, at least half of the year. Yeah, I actually with looked the at a start and I'm pretty sure it rained something like 200 and something days a year. It's two thirds of the year. Yeah. It's going to rain that much. We have to get used to it. Now, I put a list of things here and reasons and solutions that I'm going to be really blunt on. If it's cold, put your coat on. If it's really cold, put your hat on. <laughs> and your if it's really, really cold, put your scarf and your gloves on. Oh, there we go. If it's raining, put your hood up. If it's raining harder, put your wellies on. And a waterproof coat, don't forget that one. If you want one. You've already got a coat when it's cold. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. But it might not be waterproof. Well, and the be. breath of this week has been horrific. The point of the matter is, though, it's not an excuse. You've got clothing items that will... Yeah. And you won't die if you go no. out and you like you won't shrivel up and waste away if we the rain touches your body. A client make a really good point the other day. She messaged and said, I've just realised, not made of sugar, so I went out for a walk in the rain. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? It is as simple as that. You are not allowed to use the weather as a reason for not no. getting steps in. Now, I'll be honest, for 99% of struggles and barriers and things that people need to overcome, we come, we come up with a really good solution. There's Whether not. there isn't one, there doesn't need to be one. Just put your coat on, put your hat on, put your scarf on, put your wellies on, get out. Yeah. And honestly, stop moaning about it. And a really, really good tip is do it first thing in the morning before you have a shower. So go out, literally just shove some clothes on, go out, get absolutely drenched if necessary because it's mm. absolutely pouring it now, and then get back and get in a warm shower. Get all your wet clothes off, get in a warm shower, and then you're ready for your day then. Um, because... It happens, and I, I had, think um, wellies I, is a game changer. Oh yeah, huge game changer, and welly socks as well. They help. Love Keep a welly sock. You do. I had a really good chat with a client the other day because she's just started getting out a bit more in terms of getting steps in. She started doing a little bit of running, and she said her kind of breakthrough moment was when she realised that once you wet, you can't really get wetter. Mm. So she was like. If it's raining, I just go out. Within five minutes, I'm as wet as I'm ever going to be. So I'm as well so just carry true. on going. And I was like, that's such a good point. You're already wet now. Just carry on going. Do you know, like the other day when we went out and it was absolutely throwing it down, mm. I got to a point about halfway through the walk, didn't I, where I was absolutely drenched. And I just kept, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it was just hilarious. Because I was just like, I am so drenched right now. This mm. is, I just, I was just laughing at it because I was like, this is brilliant. This is so funny. And um, just see the positives in it. I think on that note as well, it's good to mention that it is very, very hard to start doing something. It's very easy to carry on doing something. The hardest bit of a walk is getting Mm. out the front door. I guarantee you once you start, you'll carry on. So stop telling yourself you can't do it because of the weather. Now, there is a serious point to this as well, though, isn't there? A little bit. Yeah. So in winter, obviously you are going to have a little bit less in terms of exposure to sun. Now, if you live in England, you don't get much exposure to sun anyway, but the little that you do get is an adequate amount to have enough vitamin D within your body. And for those who don't know, vitamin D um, helps us with our immune system, which therefore fights off diseases, stops us getting ill, which is why when it gets to winter, you tend to be ill a little bit more. You've got less exposure to the sun. You have a reduction in vitamin D, which means that your immune system is impacted, which means you're ill more. So naturally, illnesses tend to come about in winter, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I make sure that um, I have a vitamin D supplement all over winter because... Well, I take it all the time, actually, don't I? But yeah. I think it's definitely one to think about 
over winter in England because we don't get that su- same sun exposure and it can have that impact on our bodies. Absolutely. And when you are ill more, you'll know you'll have felt it yourself. You feel tired, fatigued, you're more stressed, you don't sleep as well. It has a whole body impact us, mm-hmm. on us when we're not ill. And it's one of those things where, and I've heard people say it before and they're like, oh yeah, had a cold for the whole of winter i'm like for three months you didn't have a cold like that's not a thing like you just had so many different exposures to it you had loads of different colds throughout winter that you felt you never got back to 100 percent. so it's important that and we cannot prescribe vitamin vitamins to people we're not telling you to go and have one but it's important that you are aware that if you do have a reduction in vitamin d it's going to have an impact isn't it i think we need to go better and mute and stuff why those stupid emails keep popping up was it your laptop or mine? No, yours. Was it? Because I didn't see one pop up. I muted mine. All right. <laughs> I'll think about it. When something came on, I muted it. <laughs> do you know why I didn't do it on mine? Because yours has got the podcast thing on and you scared something will happen to that if it's not muted. Correct. Because <laughs> I reckon they'll get 22 minutes into the podcast. I'll have clicked mute and they won't be able to hear anything. Now, for some people, that might be positive and you might like that. <laughs> But the point is, you can hear us. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so last thing, and this is probably one that you can all definitely relate to, is the change that all of these things have on our mood. Mm-hmm. Now, it is much more common to feel um, that lower mood, and I think you've got to realise that this is normal and don't kind of uh, question yourself and... Um, battle that feeling almost because mm-hmm. it's it's happening because of all these other things that we've just talked about your mood is a bit lower and the weather because of the weather and the lack of sunlight and the lower motivation levels because of all of those things that we're talking about it naturally has kind of this uh, impact on our mood and there's also again another hormone coming into play here so we've got serotonin which is the happy hormone levels of that decrease and that links then to that lower mood and extreme levels, low levels of serotonin are linked to symptoms of depression as well. So there's some science behind that lower mood there mm-hmm. as well. And I think the key thing it comes down to at this point of the year is purely discipline. A hundred percent. I think with things like this, people always look for a solution. And sometimes the solution isn't to actually fix the problem. You're not going to find motivation. You, no. you can't find it. I think we're big on this, aren't we? Like, mm. it's not something you can search out and just go, oh, there it is. It's not a physical product you can buy from a no. shop. It's not something you can store in your cupboard. You can't keep it in your pocket. You can't keep it in your gym bag. It isn't a thing. It's not a physical item. Motivation will go up and down regardless. It just so happens that in winter, it's probably going to be a little bit lower than the rest of the and year. And you've got to accept that. Yeah. you just got to go, right, my motivation is going to be lower because of all these factors. So now it comes down to my discipline and getting the basics and those habits that you've built up and being consistent, staying mm-hmm. consistent, regardless of all these things that are going on. Um, and actually, we've just put together a bit of a challenge for our clients, haven't we? The yeah, LLMB 50. Yeah. Oh, so that was good. Nice, that was <laughs> that's that, like, we couldn't have planned that, could we? No, well, we could have, but we, we could have, but it wouldn't have gone as well as that. No, it wouldn't have gone <laughs> terribly. Um, but yeah, the LLMB 50, we've basically taken kind of actions on a daily basis that we want, or well, not want, we know that if our clients do on a daily basis, we'll keep them not motivated, but we'll just keep them disciplined throughout winter. Yeah. And these are things that we're going to do over a 50 day period leading up until, um, it's like the 22nd of December, isn't it? 23rd, so it's two, three days before Christmas. Yeah. And these things are drinking two liters of water a day, doing 30 minutes exercise a day, spending 10 minutes on themselves, which could be anything, and reading one chapter of a book. 
like we said, the purpose of this, this actually isn't related to weight loss. It's more related to discipline. But the more disciplined you are, weight loss will become easier. Because if you're able to hit those targets and do those things on a daily basis, you'll become a more disciplined person, won't you? Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes because what we've not done is set the target really high. We've not set a ridiculously high benchmark like training two, three times a day, eating 500 calories, drinking 10 liters of water, doing 25,000 steps because that's completely unachievable. Mm. We've almost taken a sort of like a step down in a way and said, right, this is what you can do throughout the year. Let's take it back a step slightly and let's see if we can stay disciplined on these mm-hmm. things. Not every single day, but at least 80%, 80% over the next 50 we days. Because we know perfection is not something to strive for because no. it's not achievable. So consistency is better than perfection. Mm-hmm. If you're consistency with, consistent with the habits that you need to basically do on a daily basis, you're more likely to get results yeah. than if you just strive to do it every single day. It's when not going to work. If and you, then you beat yourself up, don't you? I was just going to say, Sorry. yeah, if you if you try to be perfect at something, you'll go into it thinking, right, I'm going to nail it, I'm going to smash it, I'm going to do this every single day. And we know as humans that isn't going to happen. Then what happens is when you have a day where you don't quite achieve it, you then beat yourself up and say, I should have done it, I'm not good enough, I feel guilty, um, I'm going to stop and I'm going to take a week off. And then you miss the next seven days of it. Whereas if your target is 80% and you're doing five to six days out of seven, you're almost already planning in your days off. You're expected to not do it 100% of the time, which makes it much more achievable, which means that you are going to succeed with it, which means you don't need to take that week off every two to three weeks when you have a day where things just don't quite go right. So stop striving for perfection. Focus on that 80%. Yeah, just set yourself some non-negotiables for over winter and just try and stick to those and be consistent with I'll them. use our for I'll use ours yeah and um, we're more than happy to sc- share the kind of um, screenshot we're going to create a little template infographic. Um, yeah infographic uh, to help keep clients accountable so we don't mind sharing that and um, that'll be on our story soon won't yeah. it at some point oh yes Podcast so done. what's done. what's happening next Phil uh, that's the end of episode three and then I think it's episode four on the spot you are on the spot. And happy news for everyone. Do you remember last week when I told you that I'd locked myself out of my locked note? Mm. Turns out Face ID was turned on. So guess who's back into the note with all the questions? And just before we do on the spot, by the way, last time we did on the spot and the question was asked at me, Jen was disappointed that I didn't have an answer straight away. And then I did the same the week after. Then she did the same. <laughs> That's the purpose of on the spot. This is why we created it. It's I because know. when you get up on the spot, you're like, oh, I don't know. Jen's like, why not? Because you've only just asked me. That's why. Right, okay. I've got a good one this week. Did you not last time? Because I thought it was a brilliant question by no, the way this one, asked. It was a good question. Very it was good a really question. good question. That really did. Do you know what? Do you know when you... If you've ever done... You've probably never done anything random like this before. But when something like this happens, you kind of try and think what the questions might be. Yeah, that, that is true. That was not one of them. Like I didn't even come close to thinking. I've got one that I think you'll not expect as well, are you? Are you ready? No, because I'm on the spot. I'll never be ready. That's the point of it. Right, so. <clears throat> Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. So, if Jen was perfect, brackets, which she clearly is, not adding Have you asked back. yourself this question? <laughs> You're not supposed to ask yourself your own questions, Jen. <laughs> no, genuinely. genuinely. If Jen was perfect, which she clearly is, but had eyelashes instead of fingers, would you still be with her? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> See you what? Eyelashes instead of fingers. How yeah. do you explain that to my family? <laughs> <laughs> what my thought was, how many eyelashes? 
Or would you have Because like, you've got big thing. Well, we've got, it, I've would, got specifically big hands, haven't I? Would it be one long eyelash? Oh, good question. For each finger, or would it be like a set of eyelashes? Just at your the whole end? hand covered in eyelashes, just like. Oh, that's minging. <laughs> oh, sort of going off topic. Someone listening to this is going to say they did it, so I apologise. In fact, no, I don't, because it was silly. Remember when people used to put eyelashes on the cards? Oh, no. <laughs> the worst. I'll take it back, my apology. If you did. Switch off right now. No, let us know. I really want to know if you did. And I want to know what day you realised it was a bad idea. Why did you do it? What was did, the... Were you driving down the road one day and thought, do you know those eyelashes I've got on my front of my car? Mm. Why have I got them on there? Yeah, what made you, what triggered that point where you went, what am I doing? Can we go back to the fact that you said you wouldn't be with me if I had eyelashes for fingers? Can you give me some justified reasons as to why not? Yes. The reason we wouldn't be together is because... Um, we met in a nightclub, didn't we? Yeah. And it was two quid to get in. You wouldn't have been able to pay them because you wouldn't have been able to hold the money. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able to get in, so therefore we'd have never met. And that is why we wouldn't together. What if my eyelashes had muscles so they could hold them? Um, that wasn't part of the question. Well, think about like if I brushed my eyelashes across your face. I'd <laughs> feel nice. Across your bald head. Yeah, that'd be lovely, that, yeah. That, do you know what? That would be, so, be so annoying if Jen had more hurt on her hands than I did on the top of my head. <laughs> so, that would literally just... Wait, are eyelashes hurt? No. Not, not a stupid... That wasn't a stupid... That was a stupid question. Correct. What I meant was, like, are they the same as the hair on your head? What do you mean? Like, your eyelash hair. Mm. Oh, could you put mascara on your eyelash fingers? Of course you could. <laughs> so quickly Jen goes off on a tangent. She was asking one question and then went straight on to, can I, can I put makeup on? No, no, but it'd make it longer. Do you reckon people would put other makeup on the hands if they had eyelashes? They'd have like, <laughs> just start drawing. Of their hand and stuff. No, I'd just start drawing some eyes on them. Oh, on my hands. Yeah. One on each hand. Yeah. And then. That'd be handy, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> then, like, we go laugh it. We go my eyelash fingers at them so it looked like I was blinking. Oh, this is so weird. Who asked that? Can you reveal it? Emily. Which Sandyford. One? Oh. It all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> No, you could put like, do you know like those glasses that you can have that have got eyes on and eyelashes? Yeah. So you can like be asleep behind them. You could do that with your hands, draw some eyes on your hands. <laughs> Just hold your hands in front of your eyes. You could, yeah, I think it'd be pretty obvious. <laughs> I think you'd give the game away pretty quick. I love that. Oh, right. Do you know what? Yes, we would still, I would, I reckon. Would you? I reckon. Could you kept me around? Do you know what? I'd have definitely gone over and be like, what is going on with your hands? Oh, that would have been a good talking point, wouldn't it? I'd have been a cue, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been the no, only one. No, I don't want you to take you away. Yeah, there'd have been quite a few people queuing up to wonder why. I don't think they'd be queuing up to speak to me. I think they'd be queuing up to look at my fingers. My I think, fingers. regardless, they'd be queuing up to speak to you. Oh, Jill. thanks, Phil. You're welcome. You are the nicest. What a nice way to end a podcast. Yeah. Right, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, send me questions to me. Phil next Get week. them into my DMs at Phil Williams LLB. Do not email them. I do not want Jen to see them. And the the benchmark's been set. Like I like this. There's week. been some good, good, solid questions. I so. still got so many good ones to pick from though. Like there was one this week that I really wanted to ask, but then I changed my mind. Well, the benchmark's been set. We are expecting some good, solid questions. We expect you to. Oh, they're block being out. released into the world this week, so I'm hoping that the questions flood in now. Exactly. I expect everybody to be blocking out at least five to ten minutes a day <laughs> to think about a question to ask for this podcast. That's the level of commitments I want. We'll add that to the LLMB fifty. Yeah. That's the fifth thing you need to do. Block out five minutes a day. <laughs> that can be ten minutes of you time, actually. Working out what to ask us. Yeah, right. and um, this week 
hopefully on our next episode we will have some steps to um reveal reveal yeah mm. so a total number of steps done so far um because don't forget when we hit some of the big milestones there may be something in it for anyone who's put their steps into our counter on the website and when jen says there may be there definitely will be yeah, we've right. just not decided what yet um, <laughs> but there are 100 percent will be some nice little prizes along the way won't yeah, so make we, sure we've not decided on the milestones yet have we no we should probably do that potentially yeah, that'd be a good idea that's something on why to do it but didn't have we met is it in the intro and the outro i've kind of forgot because it was that long ago that we recorded it yeah it tells it. them to go and put is it not just in the trailer no it's in the it's at the end the so we basically say it right now we say mm. go put your steps in mm. and then pre-recorded us says go put your steps in as well <laughs> oh you mean people in the past say it <laughs> no way so there's past us there's past Tell. us present <laughs> us right now and future us all in one podcast <laughs> magical <sighs> on that note we will see you all again Next week. Next week. Amazing. Goodbye. Before you go, make sure to hit the link in the podcast notes to update us on how many steps you've done on today's walk whilst listening to us two jabber on. Each week we'll update you on the total number of steps you fantastic listeners have done. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to like the podcast, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and anything else you can do to the podcast that makes us all really great.